Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And it's called Budapest, not Budapest. Not Budapest, it's Budapest. Budapest. you got to say Buda- it like you're Buda- Sean Connery. Budapest. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. And... A little bit of knowledge, a little bit yeah. of trivia for you to answer any trivia-related geography questions. Yeah, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But we're not doing that this week, because you've joined us for another installment of our actual spoilers series, where we go back and we look at a movie that we've predicted in the past and see how close we were, or <laughs> how far away we were, from the actual plot of the movie. And yeah. this week, yep, it's finally time. We're talking about one of the later Marvel releases... I can't believe it's only recently come out, Black Widow. Yes, we are. We're talking about that movie. And everyone is saying Budapest now instead of Budapest. Well, look at that. Not you and me, though. That's the we legacy. We literally just did a podcast where we said Budapest about a hundred times. <laughs> That's the legacy of the Black Widow movie. Right. Correcting me how people say Budapest. 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 you got to say it like Is it like got a T at the end? Yes. I'm, God, I'm... It's like a Ibiza and a Ibiza, you know can what I mean? People just, can people just know I don't know how to pronounce things and I can just be left yeah. alone in my own little world? Well, we can stick with Budapest. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be happy to be ignorant. You're right. Even though we're insulting an entire nation. And we have done several times in the past, since every one of your plots seems to be set in Budapest. <laughs> with the exception of this one, we'll get into it. Anyway, I think it's important to point out straight away that this isn't necessarily a review of Black Widow. We're not going to go over the plot beat by beat. We're only going to look at what we said in our original episode and compare it to the actual movie. So there are going to be elements that we do completely breeze over. So if you haven't listened to that original episode, I'd strongly suggest going back and listening to that first. And if you haven't seen Black Widow yet and you really want to, I'd recommend definitely seeing the movie first. Or not, whatever. You've you've had your warning. And now we're going to go into full spoiler territory. Let's do it. Now, before we dive into how well we did or what's probably closer to the truth, how poorly we did, we should briefly talk about the whole controversy around the release of the movie as well, or I suppose perceived controversy around the movie. I think we've mentioned it on a previous show where Scarlett Johansson actually ended up suing Disney slash Marvel over the release of this movie because she was not told that the movie was going to be released as a Disney Plus premiere. Exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Premiere exclusive. So on top of your regular Disney Plus subscription, you can pay an additional $30 and see the movie the day it comes out, Mm. which is something I did. I know you didn't do it. You waited until it was basically included as part of the regular poor man's service. Yep. But yeah, she wasn't told about that at all. And so it was perceived from her point of view that she lost a lot of her because she gets a percentage of the, the box office. That's how she gets paid from these movies. So she's like, well, you're undercutting a huge part of my income of my profits here. And then, of course, as we've discussed before, Disney completely turned it around in the, in the zeitgeist, in the marketing, and saying, well, Scarlett Johansson doesn't care about the lives of regular people because she wants them to go risk their lives, risk themselves getting COVID from the cinema. Instead, you know, instead she's more worried about lining her pockets. This is a Scarlett Johansson-friendly podcast. I think we're both Absolutely. on Scarlett's side here, and we're both pro-actors and people who work on the films getting paid appropriately, yes. rather than a big company that got that money Especially anyway. women. I, Especially exactly, female actors. Yeah, I, I've spoken to a lot of people that have said, oh, you know, she she's loaded with money. What does she need more money? No, she deserved that. That was what was promised to her. Sorry, fuck Disney. Yeah, I probably would say that 80% of her take-home pay comes from Marvel movies. So, if that's her biggest source of income and they're, like, chopping that in half, that's going to affect her greatly. Yeah, and sure, she's the bad guy, you know, for now, but that has now 
created this trend of actors actually standing up for their pay because things are moving to streaming yeah. services. So it will happen less moving forward. So I think that's a good thing. Good yeah, for her absolutely. for standing up for herself. Again, this is something we've talked about in the past, but since this is specifically related to this movie we're talking about today, I think it's worth talking about again. Now, speaking of money that Disney made from this movie, Matty D, what do you think the overall box office was for this movie? We're ignoring the Disney Premiere Plus exclusive money or just streaming on Disney Plus. Specifically in the cinemas, how well do you think Black Widow did? Yeah, well, this this movie came Again, out- Again, we've talked about it in the past. Yeah, I, I remember we've mentioned the number, but I've forgotten it. It came out in COVID time, right? So that's got to, that's right. that's got to hurt it a little bit. Uh, I would guess 80, 90 mil. Really? So or maybe actually, I'll go 100, 100 million. 100 million. Okay. Yeah. So the movie had a $200 million budget. Well, actually, so- no, I've changed my mind. 300 million. Okay. Interesting that you should say that because the movie walked away. I suppose Marvel walked away with a cool $379.6 million. Third time's a movie. charm, baby. They still, as again, as we've discussed in a previous episode, Marvel have said that that's a disappointing box office, that's even right. though. It was one of the highest grossing movies of 2021. Yeah, that's I right. think Shang-Chi beat it. But interestingly enough, I think Shang-Chi had maybe $50 million more than Black Widow, which I know if, if I had $50 million in my bank account now, I'd be laughing. But Disney have said, oh, Shang-Chi was a huge box office success. $50 million minus that. Oh, that's a huge box office disappointment. So I still don't get what they consider a well, success or not. They're so choosy with what is a quote unquote failure and what is a quote unquote success, right? Yeah, like they, that's true. They seem to pick their favorites and say this movie did really well. Like they say that that's with true. Captain Marvel. You that's know? right. So Captain Marvel didn't make that much money. I mean, it made a shitload of money, yeah. but it didn't make as much money as, say, like an Iron Man or a Thor or a, I don't know, a Spider Man movie. Mm. That's Sony. Who cares? But anyway. Yeah. Captain Marvel didn't make that much, but they still said that was a massive success. So, I don't know. Maybe they've soured on Black Widow. Maybe this yeah, controversy maybe. has made them, you know, want to I can basically it. guarantee you that's the case. Yeah. They're like, okay, so fans didn't really seem to like the movie that much. I suppose we can talk about our own opinions after we've finished seeing how well we did. But they're like, okay, fans didn't seem to like the movie, didn't make the money that we wanted. We're going to call it a disappointment. And <laughs> they're going to lay the blame solely on the shoulders of Scarlett yeah, Johansson. They're, they're gonna- I don't think they did that. They, they probably blamed the director more so. Yeah, probably. But I'm not seeing any evidence of this anywhere. I guess guess their standpoint is, we gave you what you want, you know, 10 years later. Well, you don't like it, well... That just goes to show that you're not progressive as an audience, not us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wait for another 10 years for another female-led movie. I guess we're going to get another Captain Marvel, so at least there's that. Yeah. Well, I think they're talking about doing a TV show Uh rather than another movie. Right. It's going to be, was it Miss Marvel, which is, I think, the, what's her name, Camilla Khan or whatever it is. (laughs) The girl with the huge fist, you know, that character? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think they're going to include her at some point. Well, she's like a popular character in that new video game they came out with. Yeah. Right? What was it? Marvel's The Avengers? Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into seeing how close we got to predicting the plot. Matty D, would you care to explain our point system yeah, absolutely. to anybody who might not be familiar? So, welcome to the show if you're not familiar with our point system, because this the point system that we have is the foundations of our show. It is our integrity. That's true, even though we made it up about <laughs> 10 episodes in. With our point system. If, if we didn't have the point system, this show would just crumble. It'd be like- Absolutely. It would, it would have no principles behind it. You'd be like, these guys- are talking absolute nonsense. So here is the point system. We each grade each other's papers, right? Mm-hmm. We grade That's each right. other's plots. And if you get something correct that there was no information about, it wasn't in any trailer, it just came from your mind and it's right there on the movie on the big screen, then you get two points. Mm-hmm. And you're lucky to get two points. That is a good, solid win, which we're not going to see a lot of today. No. 
you know, just so you know, listeners, there is such a thing as getting two points you may not hear any today. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, yes. Uh, but if you get something that you kind of saw on the trailer, you're like, hey, I think, you know, this scene in the trailer might, you know... Fit in the context here. Yeah, it might play out this way in the movie. I think this is going to happen. I think reading the Wikipedia page and the casting list will mean that this will happen. Then you get one point. You That's right. You didn't completely make it out of thin air, but you you correctly analysed it right. And if you get something that's kind of right and, you know, you're on the if right you're on track, the right track, yeah. then that's half a point. That's right. So, for example, if you thought that Black Widow was in Russia, but instead she's in, I don't know, Syria. So, Syria. Uh, no, I wouldn't give half a point. No, I wouldn't that's get half wrong. a point. That's a bad example. All right, if we said that Black Widow had a cat and she has a dog in the movie. Exactly. That's our go-to point. example. And then we run away. We use our calculators. We hire our accountants. We use our, like, little bead calculator things and mm. we- Yeah, that's what they're called, isn't it? And then we determine how well we did and how many points and if we beat the other person. Yep. And we're going to find out right now how well we did. Matty D, I went first in that original episode. You did. Let's hear the breakdown. How well did I do at predicting the plot of Black Widow? Let's go. So straight out the gate, you said that this movie was going to be full of flashbacks, time jumps, and the movie would move around in different time frames. Mm. Straight out of the gate, you're wrong. I mean, we do have a flashback, but... That's about it. That's basically how the Marvel movies are going now. <laughs> but back then, you know, whenever they were making this movie, 2019, 2020, that wasn't the trend. You were too, you were too ahead of your time. That was your It fault. does have a fair few flashbacks, though. It does jump around in time a little bit. Well, there's a flashback at the start. Correct. To the 90s, mm-hmm. presumably. Yeah. My guess was 94 or 96. So that, that's how the movie opens up. And then we jump forward to when the movie's set during Civil War, which is technically a flashback still, if you can it that way. Within the world in the movie, it's not. And then we jump forward to several months later, where Black Widow has her hair dyed, and then we jump forward to present day at the yeah. end of the movie. I do give you points scene. for that later on, but oh, fair it's not as... I think your idea was it was going to jump forward in different periods of time. Yeah. And doesn't really happen. It's very linear, this movie. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, in your plot, we see, we open up with Natasha, our Black Widow character, mm-hmm. in the bathroom changing her appearance, just like you said. Essentially, the whole movie is going to be a flash forward, or, or this point is going to be a flash forward, and yep. we're gonna, the whole movie is going to take place in a flashback of what's led her up to this, yep. this stage, which isn't quite true. No. But- uh, this sequence of events actually does happen. So she, you know, we do see the scene where she's sort of dyeing her hair. She's um, arranging uh, her particulars. They're, they're two different scenes. So we see at the very start of the movie her looking at herself in the mirror mm-hmm. and she has a phone conversation with General yep. Ross. Yep. But she's not dyeing her hair at that point, though. That does happen at the end it of the movie. It does happen at the end, but she's sort of escaping at this stage. That's right. So I kind of give you like half a point for that because it's kind of sure. on the right track. But you're kind of there. Fair but, enough. Yeah, in the actual movie, she's just kind of on the run and she's ditched her little tracking device that the government has used to track her and she's- Which is apparently in her belt. Gone rogue. (laughs) Yeah. What a useful place for it. So then in your movie, we have a scene where we see a de-aged Black Widow killing a scumbag ballet instructor. We saw (laughs) a lot of visuals of ballet dancers in the movie, so you were trying to fit this in. Scarlett Johansson with a gun. And it was revealed that Scarlett Johansson was actually- This was actually an assassination, so she killed this ballet instructor's plan for the KGB or Hydra, whoever she's working for. So in my plot- Yes. That's what happened in the movie? In the movie, nothing like that (laughs) Nothing like that happens at all, even though it was in the trailer. There's no scene where she pulls a gun out of her tutu and shoots anybody. My guess is they cut a lot of stuff. It seems like they- did based on the trailer. In the trailer, we saw all these visuals of like ballet dancers and stuff. And you yeah. didn't really see it at all. And we did see a DH Scarlett Johansson in the trailer pulling and- a gun. Yes. Yeah. But it definitely wasn't in the movie at all. 
No, it was not. So, no points there, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, well. You were misled by the trailer. So, in your plot, we jump forward where we see Black Widow is with the Avengers. And here's where we have a lot of cameos with our old favourites. Now, mm. no points there. Credited in this movie was Iron Man. Yeah, um, Robert Downey Jr. was supposed to be in the movie, apparently. So- he could be on the cutting room floor again. <laughs> Imagine you never that. Know. Imagine Robert Downey Jr. on the cutting room floor. Mm. But possibly. But yeah, no no scene like this exists. I think the movie would have been cool if they had that. But, yeah. uh, but they decided not to go in that direction. What, the cool direction? <laughs> <laughs> so at this point in your plot, we meet Rick Mason. Hooray! Hey! Someone in the cast list that we tried to fit into this plot. Now, you said that Rick Mason will make advances on Black Widow, but they're all rejected. Now, I'll give you a point for that because well, that does happen. Kind of. He, he flirts with Black Widow in the brief of the character description it says he has some feelings towards I think the only reason that we took it away that he had an attraction to Black Widow was because we read in the character bio that he was attracted to Black Widow though if you went into the movie not knowing that you might not see that at all yeah I mean just watching the movie on its own merit it doesn't come across that strong right he's just like her friend and you know he says oh I think if you go in with that context, it just looks like he's firmly in the friend zone and he's constantly asking to be paid back in kind. Yeah. He's like, You're going to pay me back for this, right? And she's like, Oh, yeah, one day. He's like, Looking mournful. He's like, You're a great friend, Rick. (laughs) You're like a brother to me, Rick. (laughs) Poor Rick. Poor expendable Rick. Poor expendable Rick. So, yeah. I guess he is um, in the movie. It's not. I'm that glad strong, you gave me a point for you, it, though. Yeah, well, you know, he does. He does hit on her, and she does kind of say, "Fuck off." No way, Jose. <laughs> yeah, my standards are way too high for you, Rick. <laughs> I could be making it with a giant green man. Apparently, <laughs> we flash forward again. The civil war has happened, and Black Widow is forced into exile. Mm-hmm. Black Widow realizes that uh, Shield is Hydra, and all the other government agencies, including Hydra, will have too much information on her. So she's like, "Oh no, I got to come back to Russia." to protect my family and rectify this scenario because if they have information on me, they're going to have information on my family that I've left. Right. Being though that she's a famous Avenger that is, you know, televised and whatnot. So I give you a point for this. um, Sure. Because she does run off. Not necessarily for that reason. No. But I'll give you a point. She's protecting herself Yep. And then she does find out that her family was still around. Like, she finds out that she does have yep. parents, but they have died. So, in the movie, yeah, she she kind of is on the run and she sort of accidentally bumps into the widows again and yep. it kind of leads Kick her to find her this adventure. That's right. Because she thinks the Black Widow project is abandoned at this stage. She mm. thinks she killed the leader. In your plot, when Black Widow arrives, she finds her parents' graves and realizes that they have died. Now, I give you half a point. Now, don't look too grim to me <laughs> because- Yes, they did die, and that was a revelation in the movie, but she never goes to their grave. No, even though she said she did in a previous movie. <laughs> so that either happened off screen or they just forgot about it. They must have just forgot about it. Uh, in the actual movie, Melina actually tells who, you know, is Black Widow's surrogate mother, tells Black Widow that, you know, what happened to your mother was she died. She was too persistent. Yeah. They killed her. Yeah. And that's how she finds out. Less dramatic. I yeah, think. I suppose so. But it gives you half a point. So that's something. Now, our Black Widow sneaks into a, an apartment building. And while this is happening, she's being watched by a mysterious figure on a sniper roof. Now, mm, this is- Lying you- on a mattress, maybe? <laughs> on a mattress. This is you merging two scenes. Now, in the actual yeah. movie, this scene takes place where at the start there, you know, the Black Widows are on a mission and uh, yeah. I don't, well, don't want to go They're too trying. much into it. Yeah. If you've seen the movie, you know the scene, but it's a separate, separate uh, scene. And in the 
And then there's another scene later on where she meets her sister. So I think that's you just com- yeah. compiling these two scenes yeah. together. Anyway, I give you a point because she does climb into the building and she is attacked by her sister, who is, as she appears, another widow who is blonde. And there's a fight mm-hmm. scene. They're evenly matched. And the revelation is it's her sister or it's her Sorry, black sister. widow sister, yeah. Yelena. Star of this sister movie. Sister from another mister. <laughs> yes. yes. Star and of the movie, you say? I think so. Florence Pugh. Yeah, and we'll we'll uh, talk about it. You know, you say that there's going to be a revelation that they're not blood sisters. So you know what? I give you two points for that because there was nothing really to indicate that was going to be the case. Fair enough. I mean, the comics indicate that that's the case, but you know, sure. I think that's worth. I know nothing about the comics though. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's very generous of you. (laughs) That's all right. And I give you one point for the uh, the way that you describe that scene because that's pretty much how it happens in the movie. They break in, they have a fight, and you know, during this fight scene, we're going to have a time jump back into the mid '90s. We were going to see a scene where Black Widow and Yelena are working with Melina, who's the surrogate mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that I presume they would still be adults back in the 90s. Like, <laughs> I was forgetting how old you know, they're supposed to be on yeah. screen. Yeah, I know. How young are they supposed to be? Anyway. So in, in this scene, as you describe, it's going to be the Black Widows are breaking the Red Guardian. What? <laughs> they're breaking him? Breaking, I must break you. Breaking the Red Guardian out of prison. Sure, okay. Yeah. In the flashback, that is. In the flashback, yeah. that's right. So there's this flashback, they're all together, and they're breaking him out of a Supermax floating prison. Yep, okay. Now, this is you again confusing two yeah. scenes. There's a scene at the end where there's a fight scene, where there's a floating facility. Yeah, there's another the scene red room. where he, he's broken out of a prison, so you're kind of getting those two kind of crossed over. But in your plot, they're trying to break the Red Guardian out. They're on a mission to break him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is in my imaginary floating prison. Yeah, in your imaginary which is floating the actual prison. red room in the in the real movie. Yeah, which I give you half a point for because they do bust him out of prison. There's a he little- is in prison in the red room. He is. He is in prison. Yep. So you know it, it's kind of enough there in the actual movie. He's actually in an isolated snowy prison, which you do come to yep, later in Siberia. on. But yeah, I give you half a point for that because there's a little bit of truth there. Now during this flashback sequence, we think the widows are working for the KGB. But in fact, they're all defected, which, funnily enough, is kind of true. Yeah, I in completely so. the wrong context. But they're all defected when they try to break Red Guardian out. Doesn't happen in a flashback, but no, that's something. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Be happy, Kieran, yeah. with these things. In your plot, the prison ship gets crippled, and there's a falling action scene. Now, this yep. happens in the movie, but it's in the end of the movie, yep. and the heroes land safely after fighting goons off as they're falling. Yep. Do you like how the goons were falling to their deaths, presumably, but still trying to shoot like Black Widow? Like, why would you bother? Yeah. Now, in this flashback sequence in your plot, there is a twist where Black Widow is actually working for the United States government the entire time. And mm-hmm. this is revealed. And of course, all the other widows are, and the Red Guardian are kind of like, how dare you? By this. Exactly. How dare you? So this was all a ruse to capture the Red Guardian for the Americans. But now she's grown attached to Melina and Yelena. And I guess yeah. you also think the Red Guardian or not so much. I they would all be children, by the way. So <laughs> Yelena and Black Widow, according to this, like according to the chronology, chronology, sorry, would all be children if I if what I predicted was taking place when I said it was taking yeah, place in the mid 90s. In the movie, in the flashback sequence, she's a child in 94. I think. Yeah, that's she's, right. How old she's supposed to be like oh maybe eight? 12 yeah it's hard to tell yeah it's around about there so does not happen in the movie no suddenly in your plot they're surrounded by the military uh and also a, a, D, a d-age thaddeus ross appears here <laughs> no now we already addressed where he fits in with the movie he's he's in the start he's, he's certainly trying, not de-aged no he's not de-aged at all he tries to capture black widow at the start of the movie now in your plot he's shown in a flashback sequence 
that would have been fun to see him de-aged, but yeah. I guess we didn't get that. Well, that's just me revealing that I don't know what Thaddeus Ross looked like <laughs> in the Marvel movies, because I looked at him in the trailer and was like, I guess he looks de-aged. Mm. But no, that's just how he looks in present day. That's just makeup, Kieran. Now, Black Widow tells Ross at this stage that, oh, no, the, the other Black Widows and Red Guardian got away. I didn't, you know, I yeah. didn't complete the mission. But Ross is like, you know what? I think you let them go. And I think we as the audience in your plot thought that as well. Now, nothing mm. like that happens in the no. movie. Flash forward. To the, we're back in the apartment. The two sisters are fighting. Yelena doesn't trust Black Widow because of the flashback sequence we saw. She earlier. saw the flashback as well. Well, you know, it's it's yeah. The, yeah she she was watching the movie at the same time. She's like, yep. "Hang on, I remember this." No, it's 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 showing a memory um, as it played out. So she still saw that Natasha was working for the U.S. government yeah. in my plot. Yeah. Suddenly, during this fight fight sequence, um, other Black Widows and soldiers burst in. Huh? Look mm-hmm. at that. That's that's that something happens. that happens. It was in the trailer. It was in the trailer, yep. And the new Black Widows have all new impressive suits. Yep, Which they is do. true. They do. And it seems like they've been overtaken by Hydra and are led by the Taskmaster. Now, let's just ignore the Hydra okay. thing because the Hydra is not mentioned at all. But, you know, everything else and is true. And they're not led by the Taskmaster either. No, well, Taskmaster is a guy that's with it's them. It's just their enforcer, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that that's what happens. The the two sisters fight and then, you know, yep. other, other Black Widows burst in, other that's soldiers right. burst in. So, yeah, well, that's true. That's a point. That's a point. Yeah. Happy okay. days. Happy days. <laughs> Guess what, Kieran? Guess what? What? In your plot and in the movie, we get into a motorcycle chase. Yep. Where Black Widow and Yelena flee from the evil Widows and the Taskmaster, who's in a not tank. What was this called again? An APC. You kept saying that when we're watching the movie together. Yeah. <laughs> an APC. Not a tank, everybody. It's not a tank. And they manage to escape. Now, in your plot, Melina arrives out of nowhere and helps them out. That does no. not happen. They find Melina later on. Yep. But there is a chase sequence on a motorbike. How could we forget? You know, that happens yep. in every movie. It happens that in every action movie. And Easy it, guess. And it happens in the trailer yes. as well. The three of them, which is Melina, Yelena, and Natasha, Natasha, decide, you know what? Let's save the Red Guardian. Again. <laughs> He's yeah. in prison. Again. <laughs> Back in prison. We, we, we have He's a real this. regular jailbird <laughs> at this point. <laughs> they were just like, you know what? The floating prison was bad for the Red Guard. It killed a bunch of us. Let's put him in a snow-kept prison yeah. over there in Syria. Siberia. Oh, Siberia, sorry. So they, uh, Melina has a plane or a helicopter. I can't helicopter. remember what you said. It was a helicopter, I think, in your plot and in the movie as well. And they fly to Siberia to save the Red Guardian. Now, it's not Melina's helicopter, but that's true. It's Rick Mason's helicopter. It's Rick, Rick Mason's helicopter. But I'll give you two points for that because that sequence of events does happen. Sure. They're all wearing white cat suits, mm-hmm. like in the movie and like in the trailer, like Stormtroopers that we, yeah. I think we mentioned in the original episode. Black Widow drops into the prison and breaks into the prison on foot while Yelena shoots people from a helicopter. I give you a point because that's mm-hmm. what happens in the trailer. Yep. This sequence actually is looking like it does happen in the movie. You know, you're doing well at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a point in my plot where I should have just stopped because I already covered everything in the movie and then I just go down this huge yep. rabbit hole. Yeah. The Red Guardian bursts out himself because he's super strong and starts fighting people. I give you a point because we see that in the trailer and that does happen in the movie in this mm-hmm. sequence. They all escape the facility and Yelena blows everything up, blows the rest of the prison up with a grenade launcher. Two points because boy, does she ever. She in mm-hmm. fact causes an well, avalanche. Well, actually, an avalanche wipes out the rest well, of it. But, but she is responsible she for She is it. responsible. And I believe her like little missile thing that she's got, you know, whether Rocket it's a grenade launcher. launcher yeah. yeah that, that's what caused it. So I think that's, you know, that's an accurate statement. That's two points. Mm. Anyway, they all arrive home or to where their like impromptu home is. It's Melina's house in the... Her pig farm, actually, in the original, yeah. in the actual movie, but you say they just return home. Alexi puts on. One of her pigs is called Alexi. Like, that joke hasn't been done a million times in other movies. The dog's called Indiana. Yeah. 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 Alexi. The dog's by- called Guy Rush. <laughs> <laughs> For every one of our Monkey Island yeah. fans listening, God bless that game. 
Um, we ele- call it the monkey jack. <laughs> there you go. There's something modern people. Yeah, get. there you go. That's even a Disney reference. There you go. Pirates. Well, Disney actually owns Monkey Island, if you didn't know that. No, do they? Yeah, they do. Well, I guess they own LucasArts. That's so right. Fuck. All those games, yeah. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and they own Indiana Jones as well. Disney, make a make a Monkey Island TV show. Jeez. No, don't. Leave no, it alone. No, I want to see it. Or a Monkey Island movie. No, we don't want a Monkey Island movie. Monkey Island TV show. Anyway, back to Black Widow. Uh, Alexi, by the way, for people playing at home, is the Red Guardian. Yeah. He puts on his old suit. David Harbour's character. Yes, that's right. And we all get to laugh because he's fat. Oh, yep. he's overweight. <laughs> and I'll give you a point because we see that in the trailer. Yeah, yep. Um, they all discuss the revelation that someone is resurrecting the Black Widow project and all agree to take it down. In the actual movie, Milena is completely aware of this because she's currently working to indoctrinate all the Black Widow people. And yet, for some reason, she's just like, oh, yeah, I'll help you take them down. Yeah, it doesn't take her long to have a change like, of heart. For no reason at all. Why is she working for them in the first place if she's so keen just on a dime to go take them down? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, she felt powerless. Maybe the, the idea of That family. very much felt like a shortcut to me. Like, either yeah. we lost something there or... There's a bit of a plot hole there, but they yeah. make it look like she's betraying them in the actual movie, which yep. would make more sense in the long run. But it turns out, no, she just, I guess, out of affection's sake, she wants to work with these former, you know, these former family members. It's a swerve on top of a swerve on top of a swerve. Yeah, but it doesn't make a lot of sense because why, like, she doesn't seem to give a shit about the fact that they're being, like, chemically indoctrinating. No. Like, she almost very heartlessly kills Alexia the pig. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't. But she's just like, you know, she doesn't care that he's suffering by yeah. forcing him to stop breathing. And she doesn't seem to care like, oh, all these Black Widows. It, it's not even like she's being like held there against her will. She seems no. to be quite happy working for them. Yet she's just like, oh, you want to take them down? Sure, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Means I'm out of a job. Well, well <laughs> actually, actually, in the movie, there's a conversation that happens. And I think Scarlett Johansson is the only person that wants to take down, at least initially, the only person that wants to take down the Red Room and take down the Black Widows and the whole project. The right. rest of them are kind of on the fence about it and are just like, uh, they're too powerful. You can't you can't do it, you know? Right. So I might have been asleep at that point. <laughs> or pretending to be asleep but like they, a cartoon character. They all come and and then it, and then in the movie they're they're having this conversation, this debate, and it's interrupted when they're captured by the Taskmaster and the Black Widow team and then they're kind of forced into yeah, that's right. finding it back. So not quite. They're not all on the same page. But they're captured the because they arranged this like fake double cross with Melina yes, and then yes. had Melina call them in. Yeah, that's right. To arrange this whole thing. You know, they're not forced into doing it because they've planned for this, but the only person not in on the plan is Red Guardian. Yeah, yeah. Now, in your plot, they don't get captured and taken to the Red Room. It's just decided that they're going to go to yeah, the Red Room. because they know where it is. And uh, apparently, moving was not in the Red Room's budget because no. they haven't moved this entire time, their secret base of operations. So, in an act of stupid convenience, they decide, well, let's just go to the same place. Well, if Madeline can do it in James Bond, then the Red Room... <laughs> They can do it. In, yes, in Black that did happen. That's right. So they, they go to their old stomping ground in the Red Room. Now, in this point in your plot, Yelena turns on Black Widow. Now, that's a surprise. Mm. And the rest of the family and reveals that she's been working for Hydra and the Taskmaster this entire time. What a twist. Uh, did not happen in the movie. In fact, no. Yelena is a good person, a good guy through and through, really, yes. through the whole movie. And, and when we start to like see her, we realize she's not turning on anyone. Let's no. From the trailer, she seemed a little bit malicious. But I guess that's because we didn't know her character going yeah, in. But uh, when you see the actual movie and you see her in context, it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't. And also, we didn't really know who the bad guy was going to be. So anybody no. we saw could have been a potential bad guy. And I think we were kind of looking for that. So yes. you thought Yelena would be in this in this scenario. Anyway, speaking of twists in your plot, 
Taskmaster was revealed to be Rick Mason <gasps> the entire time. Oh, Kieran, why did you think it was Rick Mason? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no. It's yes, not like we- somebody was on the record going on about how he thought in the comics that Taskmaster was uh, Rick Mason the whole time. Even yeah, that's, okay. That's all not right. true at all. All right, yeah, it's not true at all. We so, were- in the comics, Rick Mason is actually known as the agent. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be like a, a sort of shadowy figure who helps out our Avengers from time to time. But he certainly has never been the Taskmaster. So, I'm sorry, Kieran. I think I led you down the wrong path here. I think this is kind of my fault because I was very confident that he was going to be the Taskmaster. And we're both wrong. So, yes. it was not. The the Taskmaster is revealed to be... The daughter of Harvey someone? Weinstein. Someone? First time I watched this movie, I was like, who? Yeah. But it turns out that there was a scene where one of the Black Widows were was killed... By Yelena, not Yelena, by Black Widow, and she's No, that's completely unrelated. What are you talking about? It's the daughter, right? It's the daughter of Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, which which Natasha kills. um, Yeah, by accident. Explodes. In a scene ripped off straight from Munich. Yeah, yeah. So Harvey Weinstein, I don't know the character's actual name, but he's clearly supposed to be Harvey Weinstein Mm. in the movie. He is in charge of the Black Widows, and I guess Natasha never really liked him, even when she was a Black Widow. When she went over to S.H.I.E.L.D., one of her tasks was to take down the Black Widow organization. And her best way to do that was to blow up Harvey Weinstein at home. But his daughter came home when she wasn't expecting it. And she was like, eh, collateral damage, collateral I guess. Damage, yeah. Blew it up. Blew and it then up. Uh, the daughter became Taskmaster and in then the, the daughter, Yeah, the daughter grew up to become like an indoctrinated soldier yeah. for her father. Yeah, that's right. And it turns out Black Widow never killed her. The entire time, no. so she can... So a big part of the Black Widow character in the previous movies, well, I don't know if it was a big part, but something she was always was regretting and wanted to atone for was killing this innocent girl. And yes. so this movie has completely retconned that, and then through extension, that means that Black Widow has never killed anybody, no. doesn't need redemption for anything. No, no, she's all, she's all fine, I guess. She can go to sleep peacefully now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well she's literally... <laughs> so, uh, back to your plot. We're talking about the Taskmaster being Rick Mason. Now, he was working for Hydra the entire time whilst it was S.H.I.E.L.D., so I guess he mm-hmm. never really He was changed. an inside. Well, no, yeah, you're right. So, never S.H.I.E.L.D. Really, was Hydra yeah, the whole time. So, he never really yeah. changed his uh, allegiance, so it shouldn't no. be a surprise that he's a bad guy the entire time. Now, his whole plan was surrounding this creepy obsession with Black Widow, and since he couldn't get her, he decided he was going to create his own Black Widows in your plot. Now, in the actual movie, yep. no such thing happens at all. Kind of feels like a, a James Bond... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Plot, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, what, what's that? What's that guy's name? Blofeld, just uh, In- Inspector. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I might have taken it directly from that. Now, maybe not. In your plot, Taskmaster kills the Red Guardian. No Red Guardian lives at the end of the movie. Black Widow inspires the other Black Widows and empowers them to fight back against the Taskmaster and against Yelena and against the whole system. Technically true. Yeah, that's why I give you two points for that. There we go. So that does happen in the movie. There's a scene where the Black Widows try to fight Natasha. And Natasha, there's a, there's a formula. I don't think we've said it. There's a formula that freeze. A magic formula, that, yeah. Yeah, it's like a powder that they blow. Freeze them from their indoctrination. Yeah. So rather than actually just using like mind control and, uh, you know, proper indoctrination methods that the KGB actually used during the Cold War... It's just apparently done with machines now. And yeah. if you just have this magical chemical that sprays in your face, it completely indoctrinates you, which is handy. Because imagine if they were actually indoctrinated stormtrooper style from a young age, mm. and then they couldn't be freed. Yeah. It'd be a completely different conflict. So it's almost very convenient that they're almost chemically indoctrinated. It is. So even though she frees them by blowing this powder on them and doesn't give like a rousing speech, I mean, there is a rousing speech that does happen, but mm. I'll give you two points for that. Now, Melina... Gets her revenge by killing the Taskmaster for killing her beloved Redguard in your plot. Again, 
the Taskmaster is alive at the end of the movie. They they sort of spare her. She she's sort of set free, so that doesn't happen. Not in my movie. Not in, in your movie. In the no. real in, in, in the your, real movie that happens. In that in the real movie that happens. In did your you movie. even mention in my plot that I said that Taskmaster kills Alexi? Yeah, I did. Okay, oh. I must have missed that bit. Yeah, it didn't happen in the movie though. No, of course not. So in your plot. Black Widow kills Yelena in a tearful, reluctant moment. Now, mm-hmm. you sort of specified that Black Widow will try to spare Yelena, but Yelena's actions will result in her own yeah. death. Maybe, Maybe she's holding a hand over a cliff and she's just like, let me go. Yeah. She, Wouldn't that be a nice she tries to nope. She tries to tackle you know, Black Widow and falls through a window or something. No, again, Yelena does not die. No. And there's no twist like that where they're fighting each other, so it does not happen. Now, after an impressive action sequence in your plot... Melina and the Black Widows all say goodbye to each other, which, you know, does does happen. Yeah. You know, that does, does happen. happen. And then we flash forward to present day where we see Black Widow once again looking in the mirror. She dyes her hair blonde and she's using Yelena's identification papers to get her out of the country. Mm-hmm. It also explains why she has blonde hair for the Avengers movie. Yep. Uh, in the actual movie, there's no explanation there's as none, to why no, she has blonde no, hair. There's no. I mean, she does wear Yelena's jacket. That's right. But... There's no reason for that. I, I, I guess she just she gave just, him. Just she just wanted it. Yeah. And you said in... Um, <laughs> I love that when we we watched this movie together and you were like, yeah. let's wait for the post-credit scene. And I was like, why is he so... We've already seen that. We've seen this movie before. We know the post-credit scene. Yeah. I think the only reason you wanted to is because you actually got something right here. Because yes. you said in the post-credit uh, sequence, and you were very giddy about it, um, there would be an Avenger that visited the grave of Black Widow and we'd have a somber moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does happen, so I'll give you two points. I mean, you didn't you know who it was and I still no. don't know who it was. But essentially, in the end of the movie, Yelena is visited by a mysterious stranger. Yeah, Ooh. a mysterious, <laughs> while, Elaine-looking stranger. Yeah, while she- uh, It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld <laughs> with purple hair. Yeah, while Yelena is actually visiting the grave of uh, Black Widow. So, you know, I'll give yeah. you two points for that. Well done, me. So, that is your whole plot. Now, yep. not a lot of things tie into the movie, I'm no. sure you can hear, uh, but you got 23. 23? Yeah, that's fair enough. It was a build-up of a lot of half points, let me tell you. It's, my plot certainly wasn't close to the movie's plot. No, Let me not. tell you that. Oh, boy. But uh, was Matty D's closer? <laughs> that's the real challenge. So, I think rather than who was closer to the actual plot. Who was worse? Movie, it was who was further away from the actual plot. And I suppose we'll find out right now, because uh, I'm going to dive into everything that Matty D got correct mm-hmm. and yeah we'll see if uh, he beats my score or not so the first thing that you said is that the movie will open with a cold open now in actuality it starts with a flashback damn it as is becoming standard with marvel movies these days which is funny a few episodes ago you said marvel never does flashbacks in their movies and now that's all they do you know they listen to this show kieran and they go oh right. no we're, we're becoming too formulaic marvel has never been known to be too formulaic yes we need to change our pace so i think that's what's happened here uh, absolutely i agree So you said that the cold open revolves around a retired Black Widow, who we don't actually know, being assassinated by Taskmaster in a complete ripoff of the opening of Watchmen. Yes. Now, that does not happen in the movie at all. No, it does not. Nothing like that at all happens. You said that we'll then see the classic Marvel opening credits, the, you know, (laughs) comic comic pages and the dun, 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 dun music. Gave you a point for that because we do see that at the very (laughs) beginning. (laughs) Thank you. But that's in every Marvel movie, so that's pretty much a given. Still have to give you a point for it, though. You said that we'll see Black Widow is being pursued by SWAT members who track her down in an unspecified location. So you never actually said where she was. Budapest. At, at, at this point in the movie. <laughs> Just always Budapest. Not, not the location. I mean, like, was she in a hotel room? Was she in her apartment? Oh, who was knows? she, like, in a grocery store? You just said that she's there and she's tracked <laughs> down by SWAT members. And I'm like, well, I don't know where there is. So I don't know whether to give you a point or not. You know, wh- whatever you think is correct. So I gave you a point. 
because it does technically happen at this point in the movie, uh, and they're they're not actually SWAT members; they're men working for Agent mm. Ross. Now, I don't actually know, not being a big comic book fan myself, I don't know who Agent Ross is working for. Who is he working for at this stage? I just government, I guess. The government, yeah, I suppose the U.S. government, the military. Yeah, who he's knows? a military guy. Yeah, who knows? I don't actually know. A comic book fan can write in and let us know. But yeah, so she's actually on, in the real movie, she's on a, like a sail barge. We briefly mentioned it when you were going over my plot. But yeah, they break into her apartment, presumably. I think so. They break into or a Or at least building. where she was hiding out and they, they tracked her down using her belt tracker. Mm-hmm. Which she left. Which she ditch. left behind. And then she's which on they a, never considered. And she, I know, right. That she took off her belt. Um, and yeah, she jumps on a sail barge and escapes. Or a sailing ship, I think, right? It's just, it's just a barge. barge right? It's just a barge. You said that Natasha uses her spy skills to escape from the SWAT. I gave you half a point for that because obviously she's miles away on the barge. She's way ahead of them and yeah. doesn't need to escape at all. And you said that then Natasha meets up with an old friend. Gave you two points for that because in the actual movie, she meets up with Rick Mason, who is an old friend. He is, yeah. You said that this old friend is quirky and played for laughs. He's not at all. You don't think so? No, not at all. I, I don't think he even cracked a joke. I thought he was. Well, at least I didn't think he was supposed funny. Supposed to be supposed to be played for laughs. He certainly wasn't quirky. No, probably not. All right, so Red Guardian versus Rick Mason. Who's quirky and oh, played well, for laughs? Oh, come on, that's not fair. <laughs> it absolutely, of is course fair. not. Of course not. He doesn't. He doesn't compare to the quirkiness of uh, Red Yelena Guardian. versus Rick Mason. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But I do think he was played somewhat for laughs, right? I even guess. as a straight man, played I for laughs. Yes. I'm not fighting for points, by the way, but I do think he was uh, he was played somewhat for laughs. I don't agree. Maybe that's just me. I think the funny either thing way, was, you're not getting points. You know, the funny thing was he he kind of mildly flirts with her and she kind of knocks him back. I think that's is the, that funny. I don't find that funny, right, Matty D. Funny. When that happens to me, I don't find that funny. <laughs> is, it, is it too triggering for you? Yes, too close to. When home? I'm hitting on Scarlett Johansson and she yeah. ignores me. Anyway, you said that the old friend provides Natasha with an illegal plane that she can take to Mother Russia. Gave you two <laughs> points because that's close enough because. Rick Mason does give her a plane at the end of the movie. He does. And he does give her a helicopter he that does. she takes to Mother Russia, presumably. Yeah. You said that this movie takes place after Civil War. Well, no, duh. I gave you a point for that because, yeah, we knew this going in. You said that Natasha goes back to her apartment and packs her things. So is this the apartment that she was escaping from at the start of the movie? Yeah, I guess so. Or is this a different apartment? <laughs> she has she apartments all over the world, yeah, right? Maybe. She has where safe she keeps houses. her things. Exactly, where she keeps her things. So obviously, no, that doesn't happen. And you no. said that the SWAT bursts into her apartment yet again. This is the second time that this has happened in your movie, <laughs> and Black Widow escapes yet again, and I gave you no points because we've already covered this, this has already happened, and it doesn't happen a second time in the movie. Nope. Technically it does, but we'll get there. You said that Taskmaster is going around killing off retired Black Widows. No, that isn't the case at all. Someone's killing off suits. Yes. Can I rip off more of my plot from Watchmen? <laughs> Apparently. You said that Natasha will wander around Stalingrad at this point, it's actually hungry in the movie. And I even point out during your plot that it might be Hungary rather than Stalingrad. Now, this is my fault because I did research where Stalingrad was like a big area for the Black Widows. Mm. And, you know, of course, they're going to set things in Stalingrad. So I was like, oh, yeah. well, they'll, they'll go there. Doesn't no, actually they, appear they never the actually, yeah, they never go there. And it's actually a double sore point for you because in James Bond, you had James Bond going to two separate locations in Hungary twice within the same movie <laughs> yes. in your plot. Didn't actually happen in the James Bond movie at all. The one movie where you didn't say that Hungary was involved, Black Widow, is where she goes to Hungary. Yeah. Damn. Well, now you know. If it's an Eastern European country, it's Budapest. (laughs) You said that Natasha goes to yet another apartment where she used to live in Stalingrad. Like you said, she's got apartments all over the world, apparently. Gave you a point for that because she goes to a safe house. It's not technically her apartment, but it is an apartment that she used as a safe house. Yep. When she was working to the, for the to shield, the, I guess. Do the SWAT team break in here? Is it just like oh, an ever-ending Just loop? wait, just wait. 
So this is the third time that she's gone to an apartment in your plot. Yeah, she should learn, right? <laughs> in the apartment, Natasha comes across, this is what you said, Natasha comes across Yelena, who points a gun at her. I gave you yeah. a point for that because we see that in the trailer. We do. And you said that Natasha and Yelena have a friendly fight with each other. According to you, this is something they do all the time. Whenever they see each other, they're like, let's wrestle. <laughs> I gave you half a point for that because they do wrestle, but the reason that they wrestle in the movie isn't clear because right, okay. they know each other and so, they know each other are, are both like working on the same side, but yet they decide to fight each other because I guess the movie was slowing down and needed an action sequence at yeah, that point. Yeah, so either two things, and I'm not clear on what, either that they thought maybe they assumed each one or wasn't sure to, if they could so, trust the other one. Or it was just like a competitive edge. But there's a scene where they're like nearly choking, choking each, each other, other out. Yeah. So it's clearly not friendly. Yeah, it's not. I kind so, of saw it differently. I kind of saw it as like a a little bit more playful than it actually ended up in the movie. I thought they would be yeah. like it would be like a one up. But in the actual movie, it doesn't make sense as to why they're fighting at all. Like it, it makes no sense as to why they're fighting. So in the movie, Yelena sends Natasha mm-hmm. the vials of the magic anti indoctrination fluid to Natasha with a photograph from the safe house to indicate where she sent it from. Yeah. Well, I'm going to defend this movie a little bit because... So, that means that Yelena knows that Natasha is someone that she can trust, right? Yeah. And then Natasha knows that it's from her safe house. I guess she doesn't know what the formula is. But when she goes to the safe house, she works it out. She works out pretty quickly that it's Yelena who sent her the stuff, which isn't a malicious thing. So why are they fighting each other? Okay, so I'm going to defend this movie a little bit um, because I think it is a case of these two people don't know who they can trust and can't trust. Like, you don't know whether you're walking into a trap. Yelena does know that she can trust Natasha because that's why she sent the formula to her. Well, they haven't seen each other in a very long time, right? So... I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't know if that's actually Natasha. Maybe not. Maybe it kind of starts off with them just, you know, pointing guns at each other because they just want to be sure and then it escalates to a fight. That's the best it I was can come silly. up with. It was silly. It doesn't make any sense. It was just done for, you know, it was just done for the sake of having an action scene. Uh. You said that the two sisters settled down and Yelena brings Natasha some tea. No, that doesn't happen at all. They don't even get a chance to breathe, really. Maybe well, some vodka. Natasha does take her top off, not in a, an exciting way, but she does take her top off to reveal that she's all covered with bruises from the many fights she's been in recently. Yeah. But yeah, that's as close as they get to having a break. You said that Yelena explains to Natasha that all of the Black Widows have defected at this point. Now, that's not the case at all. Only Yelena has defected, and that was sort of against her will. She had the chemical sprayed in her face and realized, you know, she was being mind-controlled. Yeah. So, none of the other Black Widows have defected. The Black Widow project is running as strong as ever. I guess we both thought that it was going to be... You know, something that was... Well, we were told in previous movies that it was shut down. Yeah, it was shut down. And somebody has, like, reignited it again. That's that's what we thought going into this movie, not the case. No. You said that Yelena feels that Natasha has abandoned her. I give you a point and a half for that because that's more or less the case. Not quite the case, but it's more or less the case. She's kind of sour about their former family, like, pretend family unit breaking up. It is kind of her story arc, right? Yeah. And she, I guess she's sort of like, why didn't you ever come and rescue me? Yeah. But, of course, Natasha is like, well, had no idea. Yeah. Had no idea that you weren't just living a normal life. In my head, I always just presumed you were living a normal life. But turns out that wasn't the case. You said that Yelena and Natasha are suddenly attacked by other Black Widows who burst in through the ceiling. I give you a point for that. And you said that Natasha and Yelena managed to get away safely. Another point there. They do. Nice. You said that they need to hunt down Alexi because he's the only person that they feel safe around. Gave you a point for that because they do need to hunt down Alexi at this exact point in the movie. Mm-hmm. In the trailer, we know that they need to go and hunt down Alexi, but it's not because they, you know, they feel safe around him. No, it's because he knows where the red room is. Presumably. Which he does not. So it he turns out not. to be a useless endeavor. In fact, this whole character doesn't add anything of value uh, other than, I guess, no comedic 
lines. He actually know. doesn't help in the movie at no, all. No, he doesn't. To he the doesn't point where anything. he's not even in on the plan because they don't trust him. <laughs> so he didn't even need to be in the movie and the movie would have been the exact same movie. Yeah, minus a few action sequences. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You said that Natasha and Yelena find Alexi working at a sewage treatment plant where he's oh. just fighting people for no reason at all. <laughs> they just rock up. There's a, you know, sewage treatment plant. Sewage is going into machines, getting turned into whatever they do effluent and he's just like punching people because that's you know it's a friday and it's what they do to pass the time oh, you know you, you know what, what what he could be attacked by another swat team look why do i think it was a desalination plant i, I have no, no idea, idea it looks like it looked it was like, clearly a prison didn't look like that to me but anyway sure a sure. lot of pipes kieran a lot yeah of pipes they've got to heat that siberian prison you said that the widow sisters come in to help alexi in this random fight that he's having and they encounter Taskmaster there for the well, first there time. There you go. Taskmaster is trying to kill Alexi. That's what's happening. At the sewage treatment plant. Yes. Because well, he's that obviously the- doesn't happen in the movie at all. Taskmaster yeah. isn't even involved at this point. No, it isn't. But it, at least it makes logical sense in my plot instead of being just random. Yes. You said that the Taskmaster does not attack Natasha. That's not the case at all, especially at this moment. You said that they escape with Alexi by the skin of their teeth. I gave you a point for that because that's absolutely the case. Though we do kind of see this in the trailer. And we knew that Alexi was going to survive because he's, you know... Later in the movie, according yes. to the trailer. Yeah. You said that Alexi takes the Widow Sisters to his ex-wife, Melina's house. I gave you a point for that because she's technically his ex-wife. In a way. They were never married. It sort of insinuated that they had a like romantic relationship when they were pretending to be a couple, but they were never actually married in real life. Yeah, it was part of their mission that they play a married couple, and I That's think right. they fell in love, maybe. Yeah, I, I, it's insinuated, but never explicitly said. You said that Alexi and Melina were married when Natasha was a child. Gave you half a point because they were just pretending, as we just discussed. And you said that Alexi used to be a superhero, but he wasn't a very good one. Two points. Because <laughs> that's the only true thing I think you said now, about him in the whole movie. I don't want to take points away from me, but I just want to say he's not very useful in this movie, but we don't know if he was a good superhero or a bad superhero. Well, he has to lie about his endeavours when he's in prison. Well, he's exaggerating his endeavours. but so we- He says he was fighting Captain America while Captain America was still frozen. Yeah. So he's a bullshit artist, but we don't yeah. know if he was completely useless. He was... Well, he, as you said, he was useless in the movie, so that's why I'm counting it. Okay, fair so enough. He achieved nothing in the movie. Yeah. I mean, he helped them escape at the beginning, but so, you know. I guess he's just an idiot that they put formula in. Yeah. With the vain attempt to make him a new Captain America and he was just a buffoon. Yeah, that's right. You said that they all sit down for dinner and Alexi stresses the importance of family. Now, I gave you half a point for that because Alexi actually says that he hated being <laughs> pretending to be in a family. Oh, yeah. So, that's the exact opposite of his stressing the importance of family. And they're also not eating dinner. They're just drinking alcohol. Yeah, just drinking alcohol. I mean, there is a scene where they kind of pretend to be a family again. They tell Black Widow to like stand up straight. Yeah, that's right. How proud. Don't slouch. Yeah. So, I, there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah. But it's not quite the same as you predicted. No. You said that Alexi tries to reconnect with Melina. I gave you two points for that because he kind of does. Basically does in the movie. You said that we'll have a lot of heartwarming scenes and comedy scenes at this point. Gave you a point for that because that's basically the case. He talks about peeing. Lexi talks about peeing all over Yelena. The day the music dies. And he sings that to inspire her. You said that here we'll have a flashback to when Black Widow was younger and we'll actually see her training as Black Widow as well as being rescued by a British man with a bowler hat. Okay, yes. All right. So, this was a character in the comics. This was a character in the movie. Um, he was turning up for his Pink Floyd music video. Well, the Decided t- to rescue Black Widow instead. The time frame doesn't work because this bowler hat guy was fighting in World War 
too. So, sure. Um, yeah, not 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 accurate. Obviously, this does not happen no. at all. You said that we'll also have a lot of flashbacks to a character called a Madam B, oh, who off. trained the Black Widows in the Red Room. This doesn't happen at all. No, that's a comic character, I think. Yes. You said that the middle of the movie will involve the characters going from place to place. While we have more flashbacks of Black Widow's life, I give you half a point for that, only because we have that flashback at the start of the movie. Okay, well, that's very and generous that's of you, because there's no flashbacks that happen after that point. And there's no globe trotting either. No, not really. Oh, uh, yeah, not really, no. It all seems to take place in the general sort of European yeah. slash Russian well, that makes sense. area. Yeah. You said that our heroes are travelling around the world to rescue former Black Widows, so they're going from country to country to try and help save former Black Widows before they're killed by Taskmaster. I gave you half a point for that because they're actually going to the Red Room to rescue all of the current Black Widows, so that's fairly... That's nice of you. That's fairly close-ish, I guess. Yeah. And you said that they are completely unsuccessful in their task because every Black Widow they track down is killed off. So they're just completely terrible. Can you imagine if the movie was actually that? Yeah. Oh, no, she's dead. Oh, look, there she... Oh, no, she's dead now, too. Oh, look, there's another... Oh, she's well, dead. Well, it would, be, it would be dramatic, right? It would be like every time... They- would Marvel really do that, No, though? never, 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 never. You said since they're terrible superheroes, I might be extrapolating a little bit, Yelena, Natasha, Melina, and Alexia are captured by General Ross who was just there trying to work out what the hell is going on in Matty D's plot. It's like, what the hell is going on in this plot? I'm trying to work it out. You said that General Ross will task Natasha with taking down the new Black Widow organization in exchange for her freedom. That's not the case at all. And you said that Hawkeye turns up at this point. Yay, we love Hawkeye. Not in the movie, though. Not in this movie. Now, I don't think I've pointed this out yet, but earlier in your plot, I think you said that Red Guardian was responsible for rescuing all of the Black Widows from the Red Room originally. Yeah, I think so, yeah. He and Milena sort of teamed up as a couple, and then rescued all the Black Widows. Yeah, Melina was a Black Widow, but yeah, Red Red Guardian, I think, in my head, rescued all the Black Widows originally, and Melina was part of that. Yeah, which is why Natasha and Yelena wanted to go get him out of the prison, because he was the one who saved them in the past. he actually did something. He can do something again. But no, that's not the case at all. You said that there'd be a road fight, in quotation marks, at this point in the movie for no real reason, (laughs) as in you didn't have a reason for it. And a motorcycle chase as well, because there's always a motorcycle chase Wish in action is. movies. I gave you half a point for that, because you're just lazily trying to work in stuff <laughs> from the trailer without any context. And you said that Taskmaster kills Alexi during this road fight. Didn't we both think that? Not the case at all. No. You said that Taskmaster has a moment with Natasha. He didn't extrapolate on this at all, revealing that he may have deeper feelings for her. Maybe he gives her like the... Sup, nod. <laughs> Through his helmet. Yeah. But that obviously isn't the case at all. It would be interesting if the Taskmaster was in love with Natasha. That would be quite an interesting twist in the actual movie. But no, not the case. Not the case. You said that Natasha and the other two widows decide to take the fight to where the Black Widows are being bred. Two points. Technically true. They're not being bred there. It's not like they have a baby farm there. No, no. I guess I meant indoctrinated. I meant they were like getting captured as children and, you know. Yeah, which is technically true. But not being bred. Uh, bred in the sense of like the Black Widow. Yes, being, yeah. I got what you meant. Yeah. You said that the Red Room is in exactly the same place as it was in the past. <laughs> what exactly an idiot like I was. Plot. Now, they actually don't have any idea in the real movie where it is. And Melina tells them why. We still don't know. We don't know why Melina has decided to work with them. Sentimentality, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. She saw Alexi in that suit and was just like, oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Makes me hot under the collar. What was I thinking about again? Who was I working for? Yes. You said that in the Red Room, they'll see the Black Widows training, the new Black Widows that is training. I, I gave you a point for that because that's true. It's in the trailer. You said that they fight their way through the facility to the Taskmaster, who reveals that he's in love with Black Widow. Now, there's no reason at all in your plot why he's in love. You don't actually explain if they had a background. You just said the Taskmaster has been in love with Black Widow, Natasha, that is, this whole time. Did I say it was Rick Mason? 
You did actually say that, but I don't think I included it in my notes because we both, it was obvious from the original episode that you said that, but you had no background to Rick Mason at all. He didn't appear in your plot at all beyond being Taskmaster. Well, I guess in my head, he was part of the Black Widow organization as like an enforcer. But you didn't say that though. He knew her through that, but I didn't say it, so it doesn't count. Yeah. You said that and it's the, not in the movie anyway, so yeah, who cares? Yeah, you said that the Taskmaster is evil. This is where it gets interesting. You said yep. that the Taskmaster is evil. The whole reason he's a bad guy and uh-huh. doing all this nefarious stuff is because the KGB used Natasha to kill his brother. Oh, okay. And so he decided to make his own Black Widows to kill all of the old Black Widows. And and then while trying to kill Madam B, Taskmaster ends up teaming up with Madam B. Okay. Who helps him with his cause for no real reason. Who do, Madam B does? Yeah. For her life. Yeah, I suppose. I spare my life and I'll work for you. Yeah, exactly. Great, sure. And then Taskmaster's like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. I'll, I'll let you find all the other widows. I know where they are. So, Ding. the funny thing about this whole situation <laughs> yep. is that Taskmaster didn't realise until this point yes. that it was Natasha who he's suddenly in love with. He didn't realise that it was Natasha that killed <laughs> his brother, therefore <laughs> sending on this whole crazy mission of becoming <laughs> the Taskmaster, setting up the Black Widows. And then going around and hunting it down all the old Black Widows, yeah. right? So that's the crazy part. Now, it gets even more interesting because even though in your plot, yep. Natasha was responsible for killing the Taskmaster's brother and the whole reason he's evil, as I just explained, had has killed hundreds of Black Widows without mercy trying to find the one that killed his brother. He says to Natasha, join me. Join me in my evil <laughs> what, plans. What, what a roller coaster I'm putting us on because... She's the one that's outlasted all of them. She's the perfect soldier. So maybe he's had like a change of heart. He's just like, you know what? But then what's his mission at that point? The world. <laughs> the world. It's just like Saffin after he's killed Blofeld. Yeah. There's no point to continue, but he does it anyway. Yeah. Maybe kill the rest of the winners. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kill the rest of the why. He's a problem with the organization. He's like, I'm not going to blame one person. I'm going to blame the organization. <laughs> All right. So you can understand why Kieran, that was a silly I have point. N- I had no idea writing this plot, man. No, neither did I, obviously. Now, you said that Taskmaster, just to get his point across, kills Yelena at this point. So it's like, oh, I really want to kill you, <laughs> Natasha. But instead, I'm going to kill Yelena because I love you, Natasha. Yeah. Also, well, it's interesting that I said that Taskmaster doesn't kill Natasha when he has has the chance to earlier. Yeah. Like, because he loved her. Right. What a conflicted character oh, I'm building Jesus. here. You said that Taskmaster and Yelena have a one on one fight. I'm presuming that's before he killed her. I guess they fight one on one and then he kills her. Yeah, probably something like that. Gave you a point for that because I guess that happens. Maybe I was thinking of Natasha. Either way, you get a point. Yep. You said that's Hawkeye. We love Hawkeye. Hawkeye comes back. <laughs> Appears at this point and does nothing. You just said, then Hawkeye's there, and then you move on. Yeah, he's just there. He's- I thought you were going to have a moment where, like, Hawkeye and Taskmaster were firing arrows at each other, and the arrows are just hitting each other midair. That would be sick. But no, you didn't. Just Hawkeye's just there. Yeah. <laughs> you said that Natasha beats the Taskmaster, and Madam B tries to convince Natasha to kill Taskmaster, but Hawkeye helps to convince Natasha to spare him and walk away. That's kind of cool. Gave you cool half moment. a point for that, because most of it is nonsense. <laughs> yes. But- Natasha does ultimately spare Taskmaster in the end. Yeah, in a weird way, she yeah, does. In a weird way. Mm-hmm. You said that at this point, as is standard with all of your superhero plots, everyone is arrested by General Ross and Natasha is redeemed. They slap her on the back and say, good job, <laughs> Natasha. You've earned your freedom. Everyone's arrested because apparently no one dies in superhero movies. They no, just get arrested. they just get arrested. <laughs> Which is, in Marvel movies, that's kind of the case most of the time. Well, also, it sits her. It, it makes her, you know, work with the government again. Yeah. And Harvey Weinstein does get blown up in this movie. He and not does. Arrested, but so, you say now, <laughs> just one final thing that I wanted to point out is that you thought that this plot of yours was clear and made a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so. I stand by that. I don't agree with that. <laughs> <at> <laughs> what? All. And what? that gives you a total. If you count up all your points, 
that gives you a total of do you think you beat me or do you think uh, I think we're hitting around the same I think I'm I'm either at the best I'm in the 20s at the most realistic I'm in the teens sure now you're actually kind of right because you got a total of 28.5 points that's all right which means that you beat me but we're basically on the same yeah, page yeah that's fine well look this was not a good prediction no uh, I think it's very clear that we did Had not no idea. know what was going to happen. And also, we approach... I, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I approached this plot with a lot of arrogance. I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is going to be fucking easy. I'm just going to like rope, rope stuff in. It'll be done, you know? Well, I came in going, I have no idea what's <laughs> going to happen in this movie. And my plot, I feel like, is not accurate at all. And it turns out that was the case. It was mm. the best prediction I had. Yes. <laughs> So, now that we've covered how well we did in the movie, or how poorly awful, we did with the awful, movie. Awful, did awfully. This may be one of our worst predictions. I thought Frozen 2 was my worst prediction, but this one is easily worse, yeah, this if one's, you ask me. this one's pretty bad. I mean, our early predictions where we didn't know what we were doing were pretty bad, but I feel like in a weird way this is worse, because we should know better at this point. And when we watched the movie, it was like, of course they would go in this direction. Maybe we wouldn't, we wouldn't have got everything, but like... And we walked away with such strong James Bond plots as well. Yes, I guess that I know. those movies are more formulaic than a, like a Marvel movie might yeah. be. But what am I saying? What am I saying? All right, Mandy D, let's get down to brass tacks. What were your overall thoughts on Black <laughs> Widow? You saw, you saw the movie twice. I did. Saw it once with me. I did. Now, you've been saying about this movie, you will, you've been saying for ages, Mandy D, wait till you watch Black Widow, wait till you watch Black Widow. In, in a so, not- I was really cementing your low expectations. I had low expectations watching this movie. When I watched it, I did not think it was terrible. I thought there was some solid bits that- so this is the first time you watched it, right? First time I watched it, yeah. There was definitely some slow bits. I was definitely texting people and fucking, you know, going on, you know, Instagram and and TikTok Looking and stuff. Looking at pictures of Scarlett Johansson <laughs> to distract you from Scarlett Johansson on the screen. No, I was, uh, you know, there was there was some boring bits, and then we watched it again together, and That's it was right. very interesting in the because, hopes to make it more lively. Because to add a little bit of context, I have two housemates that I live with. <laughs> uh, one of them came downstairs, and we uh, kind of said, "Hey, we're watching the new Black Widow movie. Do you want to watch it?" And he said. Absolutely, Absolutely not. <laughs> he said, I'm avoiding that movie. So he actually left and went to his room until the movie was finished and then yes. joined us. And then I and I have another housemate who like famously loves every single movie. He's an easy lay as far as movies is concerned. <laughs> right. He likes movies, yeah. Just likes any kind of movies. And she actually ended up walking out uh, mid-movies because yes, she said right. she quote-unquote couldn't handle it. So that was an interesting sounding board yes. because- I know the first housemate's pretty critical when it comes to some movies and yep. and the other one pretty much likes everything and they both hated it. So your first housemate didn't even see the movie. No. He just didn't want to watch it out of no. principle because no. he's like those trailers no. look like trash. But you know, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought there were some strong bits and in fact, second time I watched it, I know how to fix it. Oh yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Sure, tell me. A few things needed to happen. Twist was trash. Get rid of that whole, like... The whole Taskmaster being the daughter of Harvey Weinstein. Yep, yep. And I would have said that Melina was the Taskmaster the entire time. We were talking about this when we were watching the movie. If it turned out that Melina, when they visited Melina, she set the trap up where they all got captured and the reveal was she's the Taskmaster. And then Scarlett Johansson appeals to Melina's better nature and then Melina becomes good. They both kill Harvey Weinstein. That would have been a better plot, I think. That would have been a better sure. twist. That would have been a cleaner cut. You needed to kill Alexia or make him do something that makes him redeemable rather than just yep. have him as a punchline. Uh, you should have killed Melina. Like, the fact that they were both alive 
made no sense. That it made their contribution worthless in the movie. Sure. And if you were going to make the twist of the movie the that the Weinstein's daughter was the bad guy, that should have been the flashback that happened at the start of the movie. It was super confusing that yes. a scene that was inconsequential just happened in the middle of the movie turned out to be the twist at the end. If you set that up at the but beginning- But it, it was set up in previous movies though, Matty Dean. Sure. Not strongly, but it was sure. set up in previous sure. movies. Sure, but if you're not following it that intensely- and I If you're was, like me who haven't seen those movies- then, then that twist sort of comes out of nowhere because they're killing people everywhere. Like, they're killing so many black widows. It doesn't mean anything. You're just like, who's this person? So I don't know why they needed to have a childhood scene. It was touching. I actually like that scene where the two sisters are together. And one oh, you mean together. at the start of the movie? At the start of the movie. I like that scene. But, like, it makes no sense to have that at the start when you could have just had the scene where Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow blows up Harvey Weinstein and kills the child. And then you, and then you set that twist up through the whole movie. Yeah. And then that payoff would have worked if they had that at the start rather than- But then you would be losing the whole family element, this sort of like faux family element that they're they're claiming is so important to the movie. I I figured that out too because I've realized that Marvel is only introducing flashbacks now and they're scared of doing flashbacks in in the middle of the movie. It seems like they'll only do it at the start and then they'll play the rest of the movie out like as a linear- Are you saying that there were no flashbacks in the middle of The Eternals? Well, yeah, there was in The Eternals, but like I think you could have had that flashback, you know, Yelena and um and 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 uh, Natasha meet for the first time, and then have that flashback there, and then sure. and then you have that moment. It didn't need to be at the start of the movie. Yeah, and Marvel yeah, needs to have the balls to not to trust their audience to know you know that they can flash back in time and it'll and it'll be okay. Sure. Like, so what you're saying overall is it's a flawed movie. You can see yes. how it could have been done better. But yes. overall, you didn't hate it. You didn't think it was a terrible movie. The first uh, few minutes w- was really cool. I like that opening scene. I like the the credit scene. I thought that was a good score that they that they did it to. Sure. And uh, and for the most part, the ending was okay. There was like a, a middle chunk of it that was kind of a slog. And a, oh boy, especially that pig farm man that yes. that dragged. And and the CGI. We actually were playing a drinking game and watching this yes. um, movie and uh, play it at home as well. It makes it a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Do you want to go in? What our rules were? Uh, drink every time there's a bad Russian accent. Yep. Oh boy, there was a lot. That was an enjoyable aspect of the movie. Actually, how bad the Russian accents were. Yes. Uh, drink when there was bad CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was there? Drink when they mentioned the Avengers and drink when they have Scarlett Johansson dinner. is sexualized. When Scarlett Johansson, that's the other one. So. And there was weirdly plenty of that in the movie yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been nice if they empowered Scarlett Johansson. It would be nice if they hired actual Russians. So there is problems I have with the movie, but overall I didn't think it was complete trash. It held my attention in bits. Sure. Now, I'm just going to say straight away, just to quantify this whole review, is I don't think there's such a thing as a bad Marvel movie. Oh, okay. I don't think there is. I don't. I think they hit a level of quality that always brings it over the line into, you know, like a, a standard of quality, which is for the most part watchable, enjoyable, hits the right beats, so on and so forth. But to say that a Marvel movie has flaws and is slow in bits and is, you know, is not terrible is actually a pretty damning review of the overall Marvel oeuvre because you don't want to be saying that about a Marvel movie. You want to be saying, oh, it's great. It was better than the... It was the best one I've seen so far. Yeah. That's what you want to be saying. You don't want to say, look, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but that is pretty damning when it comes to the high standard of Marvel movies, Uh especially from a a fan or maybe a former fan's point of view. Yeah. So, needless to say, I don't think Matty D hid this at all. I don't think I've hit it at all in previous episodes. I really didn't enjoy this movie, but that's largely because it's not a genre that I enjoy. What do you mean? It's a spy espionage movie. So... your company. I was actually kind of excited for this movie because, admittedly, I'm not a big superhero fan, but Captain America Civil War, great. I really enjoyed that movie. I had a, such a great time with it because 
a good movie can transcend a genre. Do you mean Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier is what I meant. Not yeah. Civil War. I've never seen it. Captain America, Winter Soldier. I really enjoy that movie. A good movie can transcend any genre and anybody can have fun watching yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. So- what I was promised going into this movie, what the director told me was- it When was he called going, you up and he was like, it was, Kieran? It was a female director. Oh, yeah. Remember, she grew up uh, three hours away from where we grew up. Yes. What she promised to me specifically, no, this was just when she was selling the movie before it came out. She said that it's going to be a grounded and gritty, real superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Grounded and gritty. I don't think that's what they delivered at all at the end of the day. It certainly wasn't grounded. It certainly wasn't gritty. No, not really. It certainly wasn't real. <laughs> And we were basically promised, like, a James Bond movie with Black Widow as our spy. Yeah. Not a lot of espionage in the movie. Not a lot of spy work. I wouldn't say it was like a James Bond movie at all. They referenced James Bond in the movie. They showed scenes from Moonraker in the movie. They revealed that Black Widow is a huge uh, James Bond fan. Oh, by the way, do I get points for having Snow White in the in the movie? Snow White didn't actually appear in the movie. They I used they- a different cartoon. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's oh. right. I would have given you points for that had they actually shown Snow White. But I think they're a bit precious about that. So, they just showed some, like weird creepy cartoons from their back catalogue instead of Snow White, which I found very interesting because I'm like, they don't want to shit on Snow White. They don't want to say that Snow White is being used to torture children. Harvey Weinstein is using Snow White, you know, to indoctrinate young actresses. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I I didn't care for this movie, but I suppose I was never really going to care for it. And I think my problem is I went in with too high of expectations. Wow. I went in expecting another Captain America Winter Soldier, and it's not really what I got. So, I, I was kind of disappointed by that regard because I was, I was really hoping to like the movie because it's, it's, I was hoping for a more grounded movie. I was hoping for a more gritty movie. And that's not really what they gave us at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I tell you what, watching this movie felt like there wasn't a lot of love and a lot of effort. There might have been in some capacity, but mm. it didn't feel like there was a lot of faith put into this movie. So, no. I feel like they just kind of put something together and I think there was... A lot of a lot of cuts made and a lot of producers hands yeah. all over it, and then they just released it for the sake of saying they released it. And I think it could also be a circumstance, just judging from our predictions of the movie alone, that we were expecting an entirely different movie to what they predicted. Yes, it's always interesting when what we predict isn't close to the movie at all. Yeah, just goes to show that there's this mindset going into the movie of what we want, and then when they don't deliver that, I, it's kind of hard not to be disappointed yeah well it's okay if they deliver something that i don't expect but sure i like it to be better than i expect yes exactly and you're saying it wasn't better than what you expected um listening back to my plot the way you said it that would have probably been a trash movie as well but at least there was stuff going on you know yeah there was a lot of time wasting in this movie oh absolutely that was one thing. I was, I've was i read a lot of reviews in the lead up to doing this episode my favorite review by the way was just a picture of a middle <laughs> finger oh we should say that yelena Stand yes, out. I was getting there. Yeah. Anytime she was on screen, she stole the show and she was like- For me, the one saving grace for this movie was Yelena, yep. Florence Pugh's character. Absolutely. She was doing a great job. She was really showing up Scarlett Johansson as well. Scarlett she, Johansson looked like she didn't want to be there. She was showing up everybody. And I think I think the, I think the movie felt that uh, Alexi was going to be a fan favorite. And for me, that character fell flat. Absolutely. I mean, other than finding it entertaining to have a bad Russian accent, which you know I love. Yeah. It's just I was just like fuck this guy. We're going to be talking about Tenant in a few weeks. We'll get back to bad Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't memorable. And as we said, he didn't contribute anything to the actual movie. He was annoying. Yes, he was annoying. Well, you've always got to have that one useless, annoying character in a Marvel movie. Do you though? These days, yeah, there's always that. Just you wait until we talk about Shang Chi. Just you wait until we talk about the Eternals. <laughs> We'll talk about those pointless characters who are just there for laughs. Yeah, right. But Yelena definitely looks like they're going to bring her back for more movies. 
Uh, as we've teased in the past, I think she's going to be the Black Widow in the the Dark Avengers. If mm-hmm. I'm accurate in predicting, that's where they're going with this. Yeah, maybe she'll definitely be. She'll definitely return. And I think from the performance she gave in this movie, she definitely deserves to because she was incredible. The only thing that I would want if she does come back is maybe soften the Russian accent a little bit. Yeah, he didn't like the Russian no, accent. I wasn't a fan of the Russian accent. Yeah, maybe. Like it didn't sound realistic to me. Like it was, she, she had, wasn't Russian. She had the best Russian accent out of she everybody had, in the yeah. movie, but it was still uh, still wasn't good. When we were playing our drinking game, she she showed up and she did her Russian accent, and Kieran's like started like lifting his drink close to his lips, and I was like, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> Not her. Wait till Alexi comes back. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So, yeah. So, obviously, we had a few issues. I mean, both of us didn't seem to care. Well, you seemed to care a little bit. Both of us didn't seem to care that Taskmaster was ultimately not who he was in the comics. The fact that he was Harvey Weinstein's daughter. I didn't mind that so much. I just... I I didn't know the Taskmaster character, so it didn't bother me. But a lot of fans were very, very upset that they changed Taskmaster as much as they did. Yeah. My problem with it was when the reveal happened. And maybe this just speaks to me not paying attention. I didn't Mm. know who that was supposed to be. I honestly didn't. They did the reveal and I was like, who is that? And I was texting you at the time. I was like, who's Taskmaster supposed to be? Is this a character I'm supposed to know? Did I see her in the movie? And you were like, yeah, yeah, you did see yeah, her. Yeah, the they didn't do a good job sort of like highlighting it. As you already indicated, if they focused more on it, and I guess, like I said, it's something they covered in previous movies, but if they made more of a point of it, it might have had a bigger impact. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mentioning something off the cuff is not enough to, you know... We saw a flashback. I guess we saw a flashback, yeah, but yeah. But I was just thinking about Munich the whole time because I did the same thing in Munich. <laughs> but those flashbacks kind of just blended into everything else that was going on. It didn't really yeah, stand out, enough. so... Alright, so it both sounds like we weren't particularly huge fans of this movie. We're not going away all jazzed and excited. But there might be somebody who is, so I want yeah. to hear if you were a fan of the movie. Again, I, I enjoyed parts of it, so yeah. I didn't hate it that much. I agree, I want to know. Matty D, where can they reach out and contact us if well, they want to let us know what well, their thoughts several, are? Well, several different platforms. We have an Instagram page, we have a Twitter page, we have mm-hmm. a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Or you can just leave us a message on this episode's page itself on the Podbean site. Sure, and if they want to email us, where can they email us? Uh, it's potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Correct, where there we go. Can type in that loving email that you want to send us. Yeah. Did you predict this movie? Yeah. There are there have been people out there that predicted that Taskmaster was going to be gender swapped. There were people out there who did predict that, which I found very interesting, but most people like you thought it was going to be Melina. Yeah, that would have been better. But yeah, uh, I, uh, maybe I'm not enough of a Marvel fan to really sort of like know what the fans' thoughts are on gender swapping this character who I'd never heard of beyond this movie. Mm. So let us know what your thoughts on uh, changing the Taskmaster character were. Yeah. And anything else that might pop into your head. Now, before we wrap it up for another week, I think it's important to point out as well, if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now is another Marvel movie, another Marvel slash Sony movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, Which is a movie that we're both very excited about, and I think we should run out and see it right now. We definitely should, because everyone has predictions about this. Absolutely. So, let's see how we do with the rest of the world. I don't think people have been as hyped for a Marvel movie since Avengers Endgame. Yeah, no, definitely not. This is like the one that I think people have been really waiting for, people are really excited about, people are really speculating about. We've already done an episode on it, so go back and listen to it. But yeah, the movie is now out in cinemas, and we can finally see if it lives up to all the hype. Let's go watch it. But before we run off to go and see Spider-Man No Way Home, let's talk about what we're going to be predicting the plot of next week. Matty D, you have no idea that this one's been coming up on the schedule, but next week we're going to be talking about a favourite movie genre of yours, the horror genre. Oh, great. 
because we're returning to a, a franchise that's been going on for a very long time, since the since I think the late 90s. We're returning to another installment of the Scream franchise. Okay, well, that's that loose horror, right? Yeah, it's it's very much like tongue-in-cheek horror adjacent, isn't it? Like more like it's a parody of slasher movies. Now, I've never seen a Scream movie. I tell you what, Maddie D, I never have either. There we go. So I guess we're, we're going to have to watch all of them. Do we have to watch all of them? Well, it's the next installment, so we have to be caught up, right? Oh, but they're not going to reference all of them, are they? I have no idea. Let us know if you're a Scream fan and so, send me your predictions my theory, personally. Without knowing anything at this point, I think this is going to be like a soft reboot in the same way that uh, Halloween 2018 was a soft reboot. So it takes place after the previous installment, but they're going to be trying to reboot it with new faces, new characters yeah, while it, tying into the old movie. Is Shaggy going to be in this one too? I thought he was dead. Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, well. he's dead. Neo was dead. We can bring back characters. Yeah, that's true. Well, in your plot, you can bring back Shaggy. I, I'm definitely bringing back Shaggy. Fingers crossed he can finally return to a franchise since he was snubbed for Scooby-Doo. All right, so if you have any theories on what you think is going to happen in the new Scream installment, please let us know in the places we mentioned before. And until we return for that, we'll catch you next week. My father, he go toilet on my hands. Oh, my God. Urine is 35 degrees Celsius, staves off the frostbite. How is this relevant? Fathers.